Well, being parents is a huge responsibility. It's actually what we talk about today and so much more, including football. Take a listen. Welcome to another podcast with Steve Hollis. I am that dude, Steve Hollis, and I've got special guests with me right now. There's three of them, and they're ladies, and they are the moms of the boys that uh, you might have heard a couple weeks ago, uh, the three boys, Luke Adams, uh, Giuseppe Leone, and Evan Royer. This, right across from me, is Katie Adams, Nora uh, Leone, and uh, Mary Jo Royer. It is good to see you gals. How you doing? Great. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. good. Fantastic. Well, I'm really excited about having you, and, and thank you, first of all, right off the out the gate, thank you for making time to do this. This is a huge deal um, because it's a follow-up to your boys. It's one thing, you know. Now, you guys, you girls don't have to go up on the, on the roof. They wanted to okay. go up on the roof. We, yeah, I, I heard about that. We we had, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh, it's a little tough to get up there. That's... <laughs> They, they, it, it's no like, elevator. Yeah, no, not to the roof. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll pass them. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but the boys had a good time. Uh, I took them up there and uh, showed them the sights. Now I could, I could get you over the uh, out my window and onto the newsstand to see that roof. But up on crossroads, it's a little bit different. But no, it's uh, we're here, we're meeting here in my office and uh, where we normally do the podcast and and uh, we're gonna have a conversation today. And one of the big parts of uh, the conversation is this weekend's big game. Big game. Huge. We've got huge game. Huge game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, Katie. You got you got a little bit of, um, this is Luke's mom right now. Yeah. She's going to mention a few things. A Linton yeah. of all our, teams. Our biggest rival. We... Want to beat them? We're going to beat them. I have faith the boys will beat them. Yeah. Um, and it's at home, so that makes it even better. How great is that? That's that's really good. That is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any nervousness from the uh, the pep? Um, you know, it. I think he stays pretty calm, and yeah. he's got a calm demeanor. So I just kind of leave it in God's hands. To yeah. Keep it that way, but so, it's scary. A lot of yeah, pressure. There is a lot of pressure. Now, Pep has talked to me a little bit about the kicking pressure, right? So he's like, Steve, I, what do I do here? You know, there's there's some extra pressure as you're coming into these sectional games and different things. And I said, you know what? I said, I got a friend when I was in Peoria, Illinois, that used to be a place kicker. His name's Joe Metzka. He, he's got... Uh, he used to do it for a semi-pro oh, wow. team. And I said, let me get a hold of him. And he goes, no kidding. I go, yeah. He's a jazz guitarist down in St. Louis now. And he's written a book. So he wrote, he wrote a book about the, the inner world of the kicking, um, uh, the kickers of, from high school all the way through pro and what you've got to do. So he gave me a snippet of advice for Pep, and then gave the link to the book. And he's like, here, have him get this and read it all. And uh, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. So there was a contact with Pep, and and um, 
It was good. I, I sent that to Pep uh, via messenger and stuff, but had a That's good time. Nice. Hey, we were talking, uh, Mary Jo, we were talking, I was talking with Evan um, about some of the things from the last game and, and their conversations down the line, and it was fun. And they were they were talking, he was talking about Luke, and he's like, Luke tells me, hey, scoot over, man. And he's like, before we knew it, we were like into this play, and I missed my guy. And next thing was, I was like, next time, next play was like, don't talk to me, man. <laughs> yeah, you do see that. And Evan's a talker. Yeah, so it was it was funny. They were, it was neat to hear them uh, kind of chatting about some of the stuff that they're recognizing, like, oh, man, as we step up to the next level, you know, the next night. But uh, it's a lot of fun. What's How is Evan feeling? Um, he, he's never been that type, like, nervous kid. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say, like, he just, you know, everything just, he just goes with the flow. We're... My daughter's kind of a little bit opposite. Yeah. Um, but he did before um, Friday's game. It was middle afternoon. He calls and he goes, Mom, I'm kind of nervous about this game. And I think it was just that game and then this could be it type thing. I sure. think I was weighing on him. Yeah. So let's reference the fact that, all, and I think that most people know listening to this, but let's bring them into the story. They're all seniors. Yes. Yeah. And so this is a big deal. This is a big deal. So yeah, like the last yeah. game, last last like game, not just be, the season, but yeah, like if this know. goes, yeah, yeah. Like so I think I and, know and it's gonna be. He's so never weird. that. He's normally never that. Never look. Never looks. Don't act nervous. Doesn't yeah. mean stranger type kid. But yeah, if he picked up the phone to call me that and tell me that, then yeah, he was a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. A lot of pressure. Yeah, you know, after the game, uh, Luke. Texted. I, I texted those guys and I said, "Hey, congrats, guys! Great job tonight." Um, Luke texts back and says, "And now the fun begins." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. So is, they're is that, trying to keep it just like another week. Yeah, it's business. You know, they're looking at the end game. Yep. So. Yep. Now I'm. Uh, you girls know I'm a pole vault coach. Uh, have been for every year since I've been here. So that's been 22 and a half years, and so I've gotten to know. Uh, Luke, uh, the Adams boys, um, through school. Well, I've not gotten to know all of the boys through school. Stacy is, uh, my wife is a uh, high school English teacher and and uh, drama director and, all, and teacher and all that. Uh, but with Luke uh, being on track and yep. different things, so we've had a chance to, to converse there too. It's been great to know and to get to know your boys better. It's been great. We've had uh, some fireside chats uh, out on the campfire. Uh, we've had um, uh, chats on the text. I've been. I was talking to you girls about that a little bit before we started the podcast. But uh, man, what a! It's been a great time of relationship with them as we've kind of worked through the process of of um, of this new change in their lives and. Uh, just to kind of follow everybody up with that or to get everybody up to um, oh, the degree with the story, if you didn't hear the podcast before, uh, let's bring them up to speed with letting them know that um, sometime, uh, it, was it a month ago, maybe, I, I think Pep came to me and said, Steve, I got baptized as a baby. Can I get baptized again as a young man? Would you give me some reference and some some thoughts on this? And and as we talked it out, I said the great thing about what your question is all about is, as a man, 
as a baby, you didn't really have a lot of cognitive thought about like what was going on. But as a man, young man, you have a decision that you're thinking through and you're saying, you know what, I really want to make a commitment. And so I spoke to Pep a little bit about that. We talked about it. And pretty much, or pretty soon after thereafter, Evan and Luke got a hold of me. And, and actually, it was through Pep because I said, hey, um, Evan is thinking about being baptized. Can can he? Hey, Luke wants to. Can he? I'm like, are you kidding me? Let's have, let's have a conversation. <laughs> and so uh, we did. We talked a little bit more about what it meant. And um, and then in the conversation, let's before we talk about maybe that night and that event um, and what happened at the beginning of this last week, last this last summer, there was uh, a loss in the community, and that was Jeremiah Bernelson, and that was a big, it was a that that was a hard hit, and. As we had this conversation uh, with the boys about the baptism, the part of that conversation was Jeremiah and how, you know, he's like, no, he wasn't a perfect kid, you know, and they laughed and like, we could tell stories, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure you Show could. Show your videos. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you could tell, you know, and all this other stuff. Oh. But they they said one of the things that kept coming back was the groundedness that Jeremiah never, um, never said uh, he was grounded. He, basically, basically, what I was trying to say was Jeremiah said he was grounded through his actions in God, in Christ. They'd stay overnight. One of the stories was they'd stay overnight. In fact, I think I mentioned it on the podcast. They'd stay overnight. Jeremiah would be up Sunday morning and be like, they're like, dude, where are you going? He's like, I got to go to church, man. I'm, and it was more like, I, not like I got to I'm going to go. Yes. I'm going. You want to come? Oh, man, you know, mm-hmm. no. Nah. And, and sometimes I'm sure that Jeremiah would have, you know, some guests, but I'm sure come come with him. But, but they said that. They were like, man, he was pretty faithful, you know, about doing that. And so there were some of those actions that came up. Now, I've talked a long time. I want to I kind of hear from you. How did that, in your families? When you heard about Jeremiah and then working, helping your own sons work through that, how did that, and I'm not going to ask anybody specifically, but if if you want to share during that time how that was in your home, maybe it'd be a little bit helpful. If, um, I know, it's okay. It's okay. Five years ago was I think it's been five years since Luke's been gone, and Evan spent a lot of time with him, and kind of his other close friends was kind of mm. he didn't see him as much because you know Luke didn't feel like doing much, and so we spent a lot of time there, and right. um, Evan would you know just it was hard for him like he he's praying and he we're praying for him to get better and no no let's just say. I want you to clarify which Luke you're talking about. Oh, Luke, Luke Jones. There we Luke go. Jones, okay, because we're talking about another yes, Luke. Luke. Yes, but, but Luke yes, Jones. Luke Jones. Okay. So, um, and Evan was in with him from the get-go, you know, like seeing him, everything he went through. And um, 
and it was when Evan did have a few, a few of his friends over, Jeremiah spent, you know, a lot of time there. After Luke had passed, Jeremiah was kind of Evan's rock. Mm. You know, like, I, and it was hard, as an adult, it's hard to explain. You don't know why, you know, why. And then, but, so we don't even understand it, so how are right. our kids supposed to understand it? Right. And it, I remember walking by Evan's room, door closed, and him and Maya would be in there, and Maya would be helping Evan out, you know, getting through, you know, mm. Luke. And so it was kind of like that was his, I couldn't answer his questions, and he didn't want to talk to anyone, you know. So, um, Mike, we would talk to him a little bit, but it wasn't wasn't the answers that I guess he was wanting. Mm. I mean, and so, but Jeremiah seemed to have some answers, you know, coming from a buddy versus, you know, yeah. a parent maybe. So sometimes those so, peers to peer, right? Sometimes that yeah. we want to pour into our children our, our, uh, uh, and sometimes we are allowed to do that. Sometimes that peer to peer is it's kind of like I'm sure that sometimes you you girls hear it from your husband and you want to talk to the but sometimes you just can't. No. <laughs> I got to talk to the girls, you know, <laughs> something like true. that, right? But do you guys do that? Like my like I don't know. You always vent to I think that there's it's different. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. Um but it there's a venting, but mm-hmm. I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure that there's some that's <laughs> not so good. Uh, it can be, uh, but that can be that can be the same way with gals. But but I think that it's not like the you know yeah gals are gals and guys are guys. But we have to you know we we recognize that you yeah. uh, the way that um, uh, through some of the marriage counseling that I do I <laughs> I tell the uh, uh, I work through them. Uh, the couples with uh, letting them know that we all have the crazy cycle, and a big part of that is is that ladies, for a lack of putting it in any other, any other way, is hearing through uh, pink hearing aids and seeing through pink contacts and and talking through a pink megaphone, and the guys are the opposite, and they're listening through blue hearing aids and seeing through blue contacts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we are joined together in marriage, and so. There's a give and take, and we look for the purple, but we don't always. No. Right? And so we've got to look and learn and deal with all that. So that's why I'm getting to with our young. We were all there. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. been all we've been there in this age um, that they're in right now. But when it's our child, we we like go to look to pour out to them, but sometimes they just need that peer-to-peer. And so this obviously happened with Jeremiah. Yeah. And, and so Evan. I think, you know, when Evan found out, he was just like, how can this be happening? You know, like, mm-hmm. but like, I think, I think the, I mean, you know, all the kids getting together after that. And I think they were more comfortable being with each other than, yeah. being, yeah. you know, with the parents at the time. And which is probably just what they needed. But I think so, too. All my kids grieved through it with, mm-hmm. with their friends. Yeah. I mean, they were mm-hmm. home. We had kids at our house, but. I think they felt most comfortable that week with their friends, you know, dealing with it and talking to them. Yeah. um, You know, Pep reached out that night immediately to me. Actually, he reached out. This is a great thing. I I love this story. I say I love this story. I love. 
he, through the process of getting to know, um, through through having Stacy as the literary, the English teacher and all that, he would see Jude. That's our 13-year-old son, for those that are listening. Um, and so Jude and Pep have kind of generated this neat little relationship. And Pep, at that time, didn't know how to get a hold of me and gets a hold of Jude and calls Jude up. And, of course, it was pretty late at night. Yeah. And said, Jude, you need to have your dad call me. And, and we went from there. But that... The reason why I'm saying it was it was really neat is because there was that relationship is still growing and yes. Pep is Pep is making sure that he's connecting with Jude mm-hmm. and now Luke and Evan are mm-hmm. doing a little bit of the same yeah. thing and and uh, Jude is sitting around the campfires with all of us and making them laugh because he's a goofy 13 year old <laughs> you know and and uh, but um, it's been neat and I I wanted to share that. It's interesting how we hand off um, these peer things, these these relationships. And now Jude is being brought in, and now these guys are seniors. He's in seventh grade, but he's like, man, he's looking up to these guys. It's like, hey, you know, kind of like, can I hang out, you know? And and there's an allowance. There's an invite. And uh, it's been neat to be able to have that. And sorry, I'm going off on tangent. So how about you, you gals? I mean, is, is it same? I guess you mentioned that you were, that they dealt that way too, mm-hmm. kind of working through with their... Yeah. Well, that night, it was probably around, what, 11, 12 o'clock? It was late. It was, it was late. late. Mary Jo called me and had told me about it. And then I immediately called Giuseppe. And he had no idea. I think it was just slowly trickling and, and I think you said, where's Evan? And I said, and he, where he was. And then come home and he said, I need to call Steve. And like you said, God does work in mysterious ways. Backstory, last year, Giuseppe and Miss Hollis formed a relationship. He didn't really know you, I don't believe. Just maybe... We- we knew each other back when he was a little whippersnapper, and he came yes. into the dining room and kicked me in the shins. Yes, that was the kind of relationship he had with you. Cool. Yes, um, so it was amazing how Stacy was there in probably one of his darkest times in life. Mm. You know, I think God does put people in our path for a reason. And then, um, and it was happening inside the school, right? And so Stacy could yes. kind of guide him. Through some of the literary questions he was having, yes, about some of this and how it connects to life, yes. But some of the God questions, she said, "This is where it connected with me." Yes, she said, "Pep, I would love to talk to you more about this, but I think that Steve would be a good contact." And not only that, but then there, there was a man to man. Yes, right. It wasn't a female, you know, male student, female teacher, and she always is very yes. careful about all that. Um, as we all should be, but anyway, um, but but she connected me with Pep, and we had a chance to sit and, and talk and about. I think from that point, well, I mean, Jeremiah was he was like the spiritual leader of the group. Everyone knew that 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 was just Jeremiah, and then to you think the holy ones are gonna you know live forever, and it's that's 
Yeah. The questions that are out there. Yeah. It it is just that. Like why? What? There was no. I mean, you work through all the heart issue, and then mm-hmm. it's not a the unanswerable things that we'll ask God later. He can see the greater, grander scheme and the understanding of it all. It doesn't make it necessarily any better. No. But it does when we recognize, okay, Lord, we're going to trust you. We're going to continue to step forward. And that's, that's kind of the sense that I was gathering from these guys as we've talked a little bit more. Yes. Like we can't understand it. We don't get it. But we do know as they've come, become closer to understanding the scriptures and some of the, the, the just the relationship with God is kind of saying, we don't, we don't get it, but we know that in trusting God, one that's higher, one that understands and sees everything, you know, and that they made connections with the Vernelsons. Isn't yes. that right? I mean, I heard yeah. from the Vernelsons that they were hanging out every once in a while. Yeah, went over, over and in the summer had wiffle ball tournaments <laughs> and cookouts and just went to this, I think, they hanging church out. a swimming party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so good times. And it is, it is a neat thing. And that's the thing, that right before we got talking on this podcast, we were talking about the, how we need each other in community. I mean, we said, yeah, I know, right? Ding, that's exactly right. No, no it's so true, and it's so bad. But, but community is what we need. And that's what was represented that night. Um, and then what we've sensed beyond that. Uh, gathering around the Vernelson family. Gathering around uh, what's been going out on, uh, happening out on um, the SAC parking lot. Yes. I think, what, was it Pep that said, hey, let's get a grill. I'll just bring a grill over. You bring the meat. We'll just yeah. fire up yes. the grill. Oh, that was over the yeah. summer or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, a slip and slide. And it's turned well, into. then they turned the water off. Uh, they didn't get to oh, do that after. The, oh, the first time was great. Then somebody oh. figured it out and turned the water probably off. Probably insurance. Yeah. Thinking, yeah. Probably like, yeah. oh, no, we're going to have a tragedy. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, that has turned in. Well, it turned into almost a weekly thing. And yeah. then the cops always said outside. Well, at the sack, too. Mm-hmm. monitor traffic and i know that they were fed hamburgers and <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome which is great because the kids need to see that part of yes. them that they're real and they're just doing mm-hmm. their job and trying to protect yep. and Absolutely. keep everyone safe it, i think jeremiah's passing as as um tragic as it was it really brought this group and even the parents um it brought our whole community together. That's one thing about Sullivan that no matter what happens, we come together and we we, we make it happen. We can figure, we get through it. Yeah, we sensed that in Luke Adams, right? And we sensed it in the tragedy of, um, oh my goodness, girls, help me with the names of the gals. That was Luke Jones. Oh, oh yeah. Luke Jones, but, but the, the gals, um, oh, the mom and the daughter. Oh, the Hay- Hayden? No. Isn't that Hatton, Ashley, Hatton, Grace. Thank Grace. you. There. And and uh, yeah, and we know, right? We've we've worked through that and the different tragedies. We've this this little town, this little city, has been through. I, mean, I think back of all of Kyle Arnett. Yes. Right. I think back about the different ones that we've lost, and I how. I, do. I mean. Right, Devin, and and all of the different things, and. 
it could break us down, or which it has allowed us to become a resilient unity, a, com- a common unit, a community. Yep. To have that common unity to where we look at each other and we say, you know what, we're going to gather together. And that was a part of what was happening the night of the baptism. I said, Pep goes, hey, can we invite some people? I said, invite whoever you want. And, and, and then it went from there. And then Luke said, well, can I invite? And Evan says, well, how about? And I said, invite them. And that night we had, it was over 100 people. I don't know how many we had, but we, they invited. They invited family and friends and peers. And, and they're like, hey, this is a big. And we had such a neat time. We had an interview up on the stage. We had some other coaches talking. Yeah. Keith, bless his heart. Oh, got up and talked. And I told him, I said, buddy, I'm asking you to do this, but even up to the last minute, if you don't want to, just let me know. Grab my arm. It's all good. I got you back. I've known Keith long time. When they moved, we, I mean, we've, we've done music together. We've done a lot of things. And I just reassured him, uh, brother to brother. I said, now listen, just, it's all good. But I really appreciated his words that night. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Stace spoke, and then, you know, so, and then the baptism. And just, all right, all right, moms, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about, that was significant, huh? Yeah, just from walking in the door, I thought Mary Jo's family would be there, the Adams would be there, my family. And I walk in, and the place is packed, like there's going to be, you know, a grand speaker. And I thought, oh, no, I didn't dress for this occasion. <laughs> the first thing I think you said to me was, look at me. Oh, it was, it was, uh, but um, that, it was. That was the best, though. You could just, you just come in. We're a community. Absolutely. Right, that, there it is. And you, you finger and everything. Yeah, I had, yeah. But um, you could feel the love in there. You could feel the energy, the the power. Um it was amazing and so brave of these three young men to go in front of their classmates. I mean, there was so many young young men and women. Um, it was just amazing. And then what I thought was awesome was after they were baptized, they went back down on stage. And everyone was lined up to go and congratulate them and hug them. And to see high school kids going mm-hmm. and hugging and congratulating them. I mean, that's that's huge. That's. It is huge. And so how so many seeds were planted that night. Right? You know, and when we were in school, we could talk about this. We we can talk about the peer pressure. Oh, absolutely. I would have never yeah. gone up and hugged a senior or someone mm-hmm. that was, you know, the cool kid. You just I wasn't the cool kid, so <laughs> No, but you know, could you imagine lining up to hug the popular girl, the cheerleader, no the quarterback? Mm-hmm. I would have been like, mm-hmm. Oh well, no, they're they're you know, they're too cool. But you've seen it firsthand, and you know those kids thought, well, if he can do that, and he can, you know, want to choose this path in life, maybe I should too. Yeah. Yeah, the confession of faith by what was going on as far as, like, saying, you know, I've made a choice. I've made a decision, and this is what I feel is right for me. And being able to express that is—what happened? What was— what was kind of going on, Mom to Luke, 
a little bit. Was there any kind of discussion at all as far as that? I mean, he just, not, I, not really. He kind of did all this on his own. And, I mean, really up until a couple days before, I didn't really know what was going on. He was yeah. just like, hey, Mom, um, I'm going to get baptized if you want to come up. And... I was like, well, okay. 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 All right. I definitely want to be there for that. Yeah, got to be there. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just something that he's sought out himself. Yeah. Yeah, and and Evan. Well, I didn't know about it until, I don't know, maybe maybe Friday? Friday evening, maybe? And I think he may have told Mike maybe before me. But I'm like, Evan, I kind of like to know these kind of things. Yeah. A little bit in advance. Right. And so one of the things that the the Bible says is kind of as as we and, I, and I'll paraphrase it in a way that but as we work through this process and we're working through our own salvation or our our understanding of what's happening right and we talked a little bit about man uh, recognizing some of the stuff that Jeremiah was able to share even though he was just doing life. Mm-hmm. Maybe some counsel with Evan at times and things like that. And then the impact and how then God does work and how it's very unique on all of that. Uh, how it then comes to life sometimes. And that you hear one football player talking about it and you've been quite, you know, here Pep was thinking through some things and praying through some things and discussing things with me and with Stace and 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 he, I think he just made mention of something. Evan goes, "Yeah, I was thinking about doing that too." I was like, "Hey, Luke's like, what are you guys talking about? Ba- what baptism? Yeah, I want to do that. I've been thinking I think about he's that." Been talking to, um, yeah, is it Jason? Jason. Well, Jones. Jason Jones. J- Jason Jones for sure. But um, is it Audrey Badger? Yep, Audrey. I think he's FCA. been talking to her. Yes, and, FCA and that at school at the school. So and so. And that's one of the things that we talked about. Fields of Faith was the Wednesday right before, Wednesday or Thursday right before the baptism. It was mentioned. And then we got to talking about after we met out in the big circle out in the field and started talking to Audrey. And she's like, and she started to tell me, that's right. I'm glad, I appreciate you, the reminder, talking that where Luke came up and was talking to her. And so she shared some things and different things and you know, as a teacher, it has to be the the the, the student that comes to them, rather than just you know, you know, they'd be, you know, and that and that was just briefly after school and different things, and they were talking, being able to talk about FCA. So she just shared this what was going on, and all of a sudden, it's like that was connected to this, this was connected to that, that was connected to this, and all of a sudden, and. It came down, and here's the three guys. It was Evan was the one speaking to Jason Jones a little mm-hmm. bit, right? And Luke was talking to Audrey. Pep was talking to yes. Stace and me. And then it's kind of funny because we had talked. Stace talks to Audrey. I talked to Jason. I talked to Wes Bedwell. This different things of different parts of the community. And all of a sudden, the Lord is just able to work through the process and helping our kids. And that is an awesome thing. Oh, it's, it, yeah. and I find it fascinating how even if I sat down and spoke the exact same words that you have spoke to him or they have spoke, oh, it's, right? they hear it on another, on another set of ears. I mean, it, 
Because we don't know anything. Yes. I mean, um, you <laughs> telling him, <laughs> right. he gets it. Right. He gets it. And that, as long as he's getting it, it doesn't matter where he's, who he's getting it from. Yeah. If it's, you know. And that's, that's happened to my own boys. You know, and that, um, it's happened to my wife. Well, who am I kidding? No, and it's you know, true. You know, like, I was like putting some advice. And that's some pretty good stuff, Stace. <laughs> She's, you know, and then comes back and says, did you know what my mom just said? And then she shares, and I'm like, I'm sitting there like, what, am I chopped liver? Yes. You know, no, but that's the feeling, right? Yes. Right? right? And it's, but the whole, if we're able to be humble and just allow yes. these things mm-hmm. to happen, how great is the result. Precious. It really that, is. That is the, the thing. And so here we are on the other side of baptism, few, you know, a few weeks out now, almost a month, and... Um, has there been any, it doesn't have to be that, that there's been some major changes, but has what have you seen in your guys? Um, I think my son has peace. Um, I think just um, faith and just a calm. Like when you believe that there is a higher power that is guiding you. Um, and we all need to be that way. You know, mm-hmm. just have faith that everything will work out. Get up, be a good person, do the right things. But sometimes we get so focused on, well, the little things. And if we just sit back and let it all unfold the way it's supposed to, God does have a plan, and He is guiding us. Yes. And I think that's finally, whether it's football or where He's going to go to college or what He wants to be when He grows up, if we just relax and not, sometimes we think we need to know the answers today. It's okay. Yep. It's okay. You know, you'll you will have a job. You will provide for yourself someday. You will go to college. But we just and even as parents, we get very excited. What are you going to do for a living? You need to know what you want to do. You can't be a bum. You're not living in my house. You're not going to live in your basement. <laughs> They're kids. They're right. growing there, and it's nice that they have that faith, mm. a strong faith to yeah. guide them. That's right. That's right. Because life is not easy. Right. And and how great is this start right before they go out into mm-hmm. some of the real world, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. To have this initial, initial start. Uh, you know, there's, there's been development in their lives. And, and we discussed a little bit before the podcast, too. And I didn't give you girls a chance to respond to the other, but I will. But, but there was... Um, Mary Jo, you were saying specifically some of the guidance that you kind of look back and you go, man, I wish we could have or should have. We mm-hmm. The woulda, shoulda, couldas, right? We all got them. Mm-hmm. But not to tell on your family, oh, but anything no. like that. But could you share just a little bit about what you were saying? Um, we were, my husband and I was discussing, and we, Katie and I had talked about it yesterday, I think, that, you know, um, you know, our kids have... We've done things as family, and we spent time together. And um, but the, the weekends were, you know, gymnastics, volleyball, baseball, basketball tournaments. And we just, Mike said, I just feel like if we failed with our, I feel like we failed there mm. because um, we should have been, you know, we should have been in church with them. And he said, if we, I feel like that's where we really failed. And it's tough, though, isn't it? I mean, as we, the reality of life, you know. One thing steps into the next and the next, and then all of a sudden you're just, just into a, you're going in there, and mm-hmm. then there's that 
the result is a habit that's apart from good intentions. You're trying to have good intentions, but all of a sudden you're kind of like swept up mm-hmm. in kind of what's next yeah. rather than, um, hey, we need to, let's talk about the internal and the mm-hmm. eternal. <laughs> I mean, we always talk about God and this and that, right. but um, not, it just probably, it was obviously where we, sh- we weren't where we should have been on Sunday mornings. And um, I mean, I think, our, I think all of our kids turned out okay. Yeah. But um, I think as a parent, you look back and think, man, I really wish I would have, you know, and I mean, as a kid growing up, I didn't, I mean, I would attend church with my grandma and some cousins and, um, <clears throat> um, but didn't go to church, and, you know, it wasn't every Sunday thing. and Right. So. Well, but. and, you know, those that are listening, I think that it's sometimes um, we, we, especially like out of COVID, for instance, like there's sometimes just a habit, like, it, did you find that within yourself and like in your households, like certain things that you would normally do and all of a sudden you get out of the habit and now you're like, I used to do that all the time and I don't yes. even do it now. It's kind of a little mm-hmm. bit about what we've sensed as kind of the church leaders, just kind of some of that stuff that that we've been working through and helping people recognize, hey, this is a great community just to be a part of. You know, you can come back and just be a part of it. But um, what have you sensed in Luke a little bit? Um, I would say maybe more positivity. I mean, uh, yeah, positivity in him and his attitude. I think. Yeah. And I and again, Katie and I were just talking before we came in, and we were, um, after the game Friday, we were sitting around the fire, and um, Luke had let us in on a little bit of football stuff, and um, for him to say what he said to me, I was like, wow, that came from the Adams kid. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like, he was always that little spitfire, and um, but he was the one trying to make the situation right, mm. you know. Not that he always made it, but you know when you see that in kids, like, wow, they're they're getting somewhere. I see Luke trying trying to step up as a leader. I don't know. I mean, like on in football, mm-hmm. I see it. He's always tried to be the leader at home with the boys. He's always been the first <laughs> to do everything, and that does cause havoc sometimes. But I think that Luke is he's becoming a man, mm-hmm. and I see that change in him. And you know, he's he's making decisions on his own. Yeah, that's, as much as you love that, it's hard to let go. <laughs> it is impossible. As I'm, <laughs> as I'm speaking to three moms of three seniors. You had mentioned earlier about um, leadership and leading as God would. For example, I think there was a kid that was at a line at the soccer, I don't soccer, football. I don't know if it was practice or something. It was practice. And yeah. I explained to, sorry, uh, my son yell. Giuseppe come home and he was telling me about it. And he's like, Mom, it's easy to get mad. And it's easy to just like want to knock him out and be done. But to be a true godly leader, you have to see it through maybe their eyes, whether they're making a poor choice or, and then try to, bring them in where they want to, I don't even know how to explain this, let them see that there is another way, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know. By example. By example. Because our words, 
right? The, Psalms 19.14 says this, Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. By the way, girls, that's Johnny Cash's favorite verse, and it's on his tombstone. Oh, my gosh. Did you know that? Right. John? Uh, okay, so Psalms 19.14. Anyway, I also grew up with that verse. Just a little bit of side note here. But... Um, uh, my grandparents and my mom and dad taught me that, and we say that. I said that with my three boys as they were uh, getting older uh, in bedtime and, and prayer time. But anyway, when it comes to leadership, the things that we say and the things that we do, people are always watching. We don't think that they're watching. No, they are. But that's what you're mentioning there, Nora. Yes. And is, that's important. And the recognition of, like, if I say something right now, it's not going to come off right. If I throw a punch right now, it's not definitely not going to come out yeah. right. And, oh, yeah, big baptism, change a life guy. Way to go, Pep. Hit yeah. me right in the mouth. You know, and those are the temptations we all have to work through, right? How am I going to use my words? How am I going to respond to a social media uh, pour, outpour? You know, Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, drivers, uh, I mean, um, what am I trying to say? I just said it earlier in the podcast, but um, uh, uh, rage. Um, yes, road rage. rage. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, things like that. And, and we do. We have leadership decisions. We're all sitting here. We have leadership decisions as moms. You have leadership decisions about what is going to come out your mouth. <laughs> and you know, um, the leaders set the tone. If if the leaders come up to a football game or to a practice and they got a bad attitude, they're considered the leaders. That gives every kid permission to behave the way they're behaving because he's a leader. He's setting the tone. If he comes, has a good attitude, something happens, just brushes it off. It's okay. We get another chance. You're setting the tone, good energy, good vibes. That's that's huge. That's right. Whether it's in your home, whether it's a sport, whether it's your marriage, your children. I mean, the parents, the the leaders, they, they set the tone. That's it. And that and we all have an example. People are watching us. And these guys recognizing that they've got that role in their lives and on the football field football field. And whether it's a smaller circle might not, you know, they they have influence. Absolutely. You have influence. The people that are listening to this podcast have influence, and we all have decisions. And to know that these guys grounded themselves in Jesus Christ. That's huge. Wow. I want to say thank you. Thank you for being on this podcast, but thanks for being the moms. Thank you. These boys didn't come up to this position with just getting around slapped around all the time, you know. We did okay. Did huh? you give them a lot of <laughs> Did you give them a lot of wedgies when they grow up, you know, um. or something like that? No. <laughs> no, but see, but that's it. You need to hear that. You need to hear the thank you. Because, you know, I'm looking over here at Katie. She's got three. They're tw- they're triplets. Yeah. The Adam, uh, people that are listening wow. today, they don't all know, you know. Oh, well, the- they know. <laughs> they all know. They've known for a long time. But I will say, they have, I mean, they've put us through a lot. They were stinkers. And they are. They amazing. can still be. But I can lay my head down knowing that I've got three great kids. Amen. And they have Amen. great hearts. 
And they were stinkers, but they're they're fine young men. And Isn't I'm really proud of. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about just one scene here, Katie. Three. I'm talking about three. Mm-hmm. And, they and that's have... that's triple hard. I know. I made it through senior night. I, I was good there, but yeah. you know. I did, you're going to cry, but I did mention this to my kids, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the podcast, but um, I said, wow, how did the rowdy, the rowdy triplets, have the rowdy triplets, the rowdy triplets end up with three beautiful, kind girlfriends? Like, wow. I mean, don't you look at things, they're all polite, they're mm-hmm. good looking, they're kind, they are not out of line, they are, seem to be very respectful kids. And I'm like, you know, that says a lot about those boys. That's it right. really does. That's right. Because you attract. That's right. Your body, your uh, tribe. You really do. And I was like, you know, Katie did, and well. That's right. You beat them enough times. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great boys. They really are. I can't. That so that's is, a lot. That is something, right? So just that. <laughs> Triplets is one thing, but triplet boys. Yeah. And to have the energy that they've all had. <coughs> yeah. That's great. And you threw on our toes. Oh. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. That's a big deal. You did a good job, Katie. Thanks. You yeah. were worried about this. It's been a breeze. Yes, yeah, right. This, a has breeze. Been, it's, this has been a few years ago, but all three of the Adams boys were at the house. And, of course, Mike coached them in some travel, you know, like yeah, baseball. And Mike's your and, husband. Yes. Okay. And, like... Mike was ready to strangle all of them. One, you know, like, <laughs> and they were all, and this has been a few years back, and we were all sitting outside, and he's like, wow, I can't believe I'm sitting here with all three Adams boys. And I'm not ready to, Fast like, forward, yeah, just take one of them out back. Yeah. So. The thing just, about that, here's here's what I want to pull out of that, what you're what we're just talking about in the last five minutes. And I know, and it's it, it it's kind of funny because we, we laugh about it, but then we kind of wonder at times when these individuals are growing up, never, here's the advice, right, to all of us, just never give up on anyone and continue to be that good coach, that good teacher, that good other parent, that, that just that good adult, that individual in their lives, no matter how they come across your path. Yes. Be that influence in a positive way. You never know what's going to happen, happen, and how God's going to lead and direct their path. Can I just wrap up that way? <laughs> yes, sure. that's great. I really appreciate you girls being here. And I'm going to call you girls. I hope I can do that, and you <laughs> yes. don't not offend it. I want you to feel in that, continue to feel that young, that, <laughs> even though you got senior boys. Uh, just continue to feel uh, and know that you've done a good job. God is doing a great thing. I've been seeing it. He's continuing to do it. And it's going to continue to happen in your boys. Thank Thanks you. for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks we for having us. It's our honor. Well, you're welcome. Can I pray for yes. as we wrap it up? Let's do it. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. And thank you for the podcast. Thank you for a chance to get out the story um, and to tell a little bit more about what's gone on and, and how things, from mom's view, And Lord, we just pray that it will go out 
into the hearts and the ears of uh, those that need to hear it. We just thank you again for our time together, and we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Hey, you're thank welcome. You. Thanks. I hope you could edit it enough to make it sound <laughs> oh, right. Oh, you're going to be fine. It's kind well, of like when they come and do it like a commercial, and you're like, oh, God. And then you watch it on the news, and you're like, God, I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know, they edit it all and make it look great. Well, that's great because the podcast is not over until I say, well, until next week. Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you until then. Thank Start you so then. much.